Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. On today's Adam Talks, I am going to talk about a self-directed IRA investor's experience with real estate and COVID-19. So we have the pleasure of talking to Isaac Rodriguez, who is a client of IRA Financial and is also an employee of IRA Financial. So uh, Isaac, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. How you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing excellent. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. Um, you know, June 24, 2020. It's a little bit, we're in Miami, so uh, it's a little bit crazy, right? Cases seem to be going up. Yeah, and it's very hot out, too. It's a hot week. It really is. And, uh, you know, hope, again, everyone stays safe and healthy. That's the number one priority. But I wanted to get Isaac um, on this pod because I think he offers a very interesting perspective to self-directed investors, also just regular real estate investors who can get a idea of how someone else is dealing with COVID-19 and, and tenants, whether some are paying, some are not, um, what Isaac's doing um, you know, with his real estate properties he owns in his IRA um, with, with some of the tenant issues uh, from COVID. So Isaac, you want to kind of, I know you're from New York. Do you want to give us a little bit of background and kind of? Yes, uh, I'm from New York. Um, I just retired. I retired from the New York City Department of Corrections, which in that case, I had a 457. And now I'm here in Miami Beach. I'm semi-retired. I do a little bit of real estate. And I also work for this company, IRA Financial Group. Um, and that's where... Um, my experience as as a as a client, um, a solo four hundred one k client comes in. I heard it from a friend who worked for the company. Um, at first, I didn't believe it when that he told me that um, I could take my four fifty seven um, from my city job um, and invest it in real estate. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. He goes, no, you really can't. So again, I didn't believe it. Um, he also said that I can invest on non traditional investments. And, you know, I mean, I understand why I didn't believe it because I, I, I'm, I'm preaching to other people the same thing, you know, my experience. And they're like, yeah, okay, okay. But they don't understand it. Right. So they really, they really need to get informed. They really need to get educated. And even when they do, they still, like I said, don't believe it. But anyway, um, right. that's I started working mean, for the company. Yeah, I'm sorry to jump in, but like, that's our biggest challenge is people, uh, and again, I'm a tax lawyer and I really didn't know much about this industry uh, until I started learning about it uh, 10 years after I started practicing tax law. So the, the issue, I guess, are the big banks, financial institutions, and the, the 401ks where most of the money comes from the IRA world, they're focused on traditional investments like stocks, ETFs, mutual funds. So people don't even know that you can do real estate or an alternative asset with their retirement account. So yeah, I think you have a very common um, perspective where people are told about this and they're like, oh my God, is that actually legal? Like, are you serious? Yeah, I had a, a really crazy experience. If I had known about this, I had an opportunity like a year ago. And like I said, I do um, real estate, part-time real estate. I had an opportunity like a year ago to purchase a property that was a steal. I mean, it was really, really a good price at the time. And I was a you know, realtor and I was looking for someone to take up this opportunity. And little did I know, of course, I didn't have the money and, and, 
Uh, but I, little did I know that, I, that I, I had an IRA that I could have used and paid it in full and owned that property today. But of course, I had no knowledge of it. Um, and, and I, you know, if I could have, I could have purchased it with my retirement funds, mm -hmm. but like I said, a lot of people don't know this and that's a, a loss that of course, because I didn't know that, that I missed purchasing that property. So anyway, I took a part-time job in this company and I saw the, the reality, the truth of what, you know, my friend was saying to me, you know, that I can invest with my retirement funds and with real estate. So I set up a self-directed IRA with IRA Financial Group. And after getting more educated, of course, everything is all about knowing, more educated while working here um, for, IRA, for IRA Financial Group, I realized that I qualified for the solo 401k instead um, I went, after I opened up the, the IRA. Um, so I amended my plan. And of course, not everybody, not everyone qualifies. I happen to qualify. I got, again, lucky. I happen to qualify because I'm, I'm self-employed with no full-time employees. And um, that's why I was able to qualify for that solo 401k instead of the irregular IRA. And I learned that the solo 401k plan was a better plan in many ways than the IRA plan. So that was a good thing. Wow, you were so, lucky because you're self-employed. Because Right. You have to qualify. Yeah, it gives you the ability to make contributions, 57000 or 63500 if you're over 50. There's a loan feature. Plus, you can use leverage, a non-recourse loan to buy real estate without triggering the unrelated business taxable and 37% tax. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I always say, Isaac, I would put every one of my clients in a solo K if I could. Just unfortunately, not everyone is eligible because they're not you know, self-employed. Um, so, so, yeah, okay, so... We love, yeah, I, I, you're a perfect, I was yeah, uh -huh. yeah, no, I was just saying, sorry to interrupt, but like you're a perfect um, guest on this podcast because you've, you've seen both sides, right? Like you've worked, you had a 401k, you saw the good and the bad of, of investing in the stock market with your 457. And then you learned about alternative assets. You didn't believe it like most people. Then you got into the IRA you bought some property, then you heard about the 401k and you switched, which happens to a lot of people. And then you now have a bunch of properties. Um, and the advantage obviously is the rental income and the gains from your real estate will be exempt from tax and will flow right back to your IRA or 401k without tax. So obviously you, you understand, and that's why we love you know, having you as part of the IRA financial families, you understand you know, the advantages of using the retirement money. For, for these investments. Correct. And if you have several properties, one property can pay the other property if you're having problems with uh, paying the, 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 the mortgage or if you don't have a mortgage, um, the, the, the other property that, that you paid in full will help the one with, without the mortgage if the tenants are not paying. For example, I have one property that, you know, the tenants are only paying like half of it. And I, I have no worries because the residual income from my other properties are going right straight to my solo 401k trust. And, and I, have, have, I have it to back up the properties that uh, may, may fall behind because of, 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 the, of tenants that may be delinquent. Right. And in case with this pandemic, it ha it's happening. But like I said, you have other, uh, other residual incomes coming from um, other investments from your solo 401k that will help that property. 
Right. So let's back up. So March hits. We got COVID-19. Uh, obviously, the whole country's, the whole world's pretty much impacted. Um, and of course, tenants uh, who, who some unfortunately have lost their job or they've had their income suppressed now have the responsibility of paying rent. And yes, the government has done, I think, a formidable job uh, offering stimulus through uh, paycheck stimulus, uh, whether it's unemployment uh, surplus or supplement, and also you know, $1,200 kind of stimulation check, which has been very helpful. But you still have tenants that lost their jobs and can now are having trouble paying rent. So can you talk to us and all our listeners about what was your strategy talking to that tenant who, um, you know, wasn't able to pay the full rent? Like, how did you go about? Well, it's, it's all about communication. Okay. Um, we are all human and we all understand there is a pandemic. We all understand that a lot of people lost jobs. Um, so it's about communication. You know, I emailed my, my tenant and I said, you know, the rent is due. And he said, yes, I understand. I'm sorry. And we spoke and he, he, we came to, to an agreement that he would give me half of the, of the rent. And, um, and that he will give me the other uh, portion in two weeks. So it's all about, you know, understanding and communication because, you know, when it's self-directed IRAs or solo 401ks, it's not like a regular business loan that you can go and ask the government for money. You know, you have to, you do have to communicate um, with your tenants when it comes to real estate, when there is a problem, you know, paying the rent. Um, yeah. But in my case, I'm lucky enough to, like I said, that I have other residual income coming into my trust that, 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 that okay, my tenants are not paying me, but I'm, I'm covered from my other, um, I'm covered from my other uh, rentals going to my 401k trust that will help this particular property. Yeah. Um, so in my case, I'm, I'm safe. You know, yeah, in that I think sense. that's a good point. I mean, I think you have just talking to other clients. I mean, a lot of them taking taking your approach and said, "Okay, it's a long term investment. I'm not looking to just flip this thing in a day." Um, I understand we're all human; uh, things are upside down. Let me work with my tenant. Let them spread the rent over three months, six months. I'll still get paid. It just may be over a longer period of time, um, but I want to keep the tenant happy. Um, and and that's you know, helped a lot of, of self-directed clients um, deal, deal with this. But it, it's a challenge, right? I mean, everyone wants to, to get paid. It's a rental property. You're entitled. You have a lease. You're entitled to get paid. But I think it's important to be human as well. Um, yeah, I remember talking to you, Isaac, offline before the podcast started and uh, mentioning, and well, really, you mentioned how fortunate you are that you have income-producing properties because – you don't have to deal with watching the stock market as a yo-yo go up and down. Like for example, today, June 24, 2020, down almost 800 points. It, it's had a good run up the last six to eight weeks, but you're happy you know you can count on your rent. You um, know and you believe your properties are appreciating. Um, you have good properties or income producing. So um, can you talk to that, just the comfort you have knowing that you have some good income producing properties? Well, it's something that I know. I know real estate and it's, a, it's, a, it's an asset that, that, that you see 
and um, uh, you know, with stocks, you know, it's 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 in their hands on on pretty much on the investments. But I feel very comfortable owning you know properties, at, you know, like hard asset and and um, rental is just money that just comes in. Um, and you, you, if you have a good property, you will always rent it. So I just feel safer with real estate and residual income because of, of, of the hard asset that it is. You, and it's something, and also that I understand it. Can you give us, do you, do you mind giving it like a little bit of your secret sauce? Couple, like one or two tips of what you look for when you're looking at an income producing rental property, like as a realtor, as someone who's in, been in the real estate industry a, a while, what do you look for in a, in a good property other than you know, a steal or a good price? Well, um, a property that, you know, first of all, when I, when I, when I, it's not so much looking for the property, it's, it's, it's more like how I set up the property. You know, no matter, no matter how you, what property you purchase, you have to set it up so that you won't have any problems with your tenants. So it's almost like maintenance proof. So that's my secret of me feeling secure with my tenants that when they come in and they, and they, and they start living in it, they're going to have very, very few problems, if any, because I, I made it problem proof and that's going to make, give me, make me a happy uh, tenant. And so I'll have less worries and less problems and the tenants are more likely not to want to leave when they're comfortable in that environment that, that I provided and rented to them. What so it's, it's, so, it's, does that go to improvements? I mean, is that when you're, yes, it's, it's more like improvements. If you're going to, if you're going to rent it and you buy a purchase, you, you purchase a property, you should um, improve it in a way that your tenant will be happy and there will be very few problems. What are the, um, what are the two, like, are the, is there an area, is it a kitchen, a bathroom, master bedroom, landscaping? Like, where, where, do you, where would you advise putting the money in? Uh, definitely in the kitchen and the bathrooms. I mean, if you see, if you see a property that, that needs work in the, in the, uh, in the kitchen, um, do it. If, I mean, if, you have a, if you're renting an apartment with, 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 with a lousy refrigerator and you know that refrigerator has probably been there for so many years, change that refrigerator, change that stove, change that sink. Um, you know, the, the, even the walls, you know, smooth out those walls because when there's cracks on the walls, what are you going to get? You're going to get insects coming in. You know, so you'll have a pet problem, a pest problem. So, you know, just do your, 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 your due diligence as, as a landlord so that your tenant can be happy and, and chances of them moving are, are less because they're happy in their environment that you set up for them. As a, as a realtor, what do you look at to make sure you're, it's a good price in terms of value of the community? Are there certain websites? Like, what do you do for research? Well, you have to, you have to, there's a percentage of income that you want to make sure that you, you make, you know, you can't be on the, on the negative and you know, whatever you purchase, you have to make sure that you're not on a negative, you know, it's, it's, it's very important. Um, and everyone's, uh, way, you know, going about the negative is different, but it's, it's mainly on, on choosing the property 
um, and making sure that you're not on a negative uh, and, and put everything in, in perspective, whatever it is, you know, the taxes, everything, the maintenance, if there is any, uh, make sure that that's all covered. Yeah. No, that's some good, really good insight. Um, no, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's interesting because I have spoken to a lot of clients over the last few months with COVID and they've all basically taken your approach and said, I, I'm going to work with my tenant. I want to keep my tenant happy. Uh, there's things going on in the world I can't control. At the same time, I'm super happy. I'm diversified. Uh, I don't have all my money in the stock market. I have some nice income producing properties I can live on if I had to. Um, God forbid, you know, things went really uh, south on us uh, economy-wise. I have income-producing properties. People need to live somewhere. I am going to get some cash flow versus if all your money's tied in the markets and it's down 20, 30, 40%, um, you just lost a good chunk of your uh, savings. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. That's why I really wanted, uh, you know, to, for you to jump on this podcast. I appreciate you doing it because – I think you get a really good insight because of the fact that you you have a diverse background uh, working basically for you know, the state, New York, and then getting into real estate, learning about alternative assets, self-directed, working in a self-directed company. So you're pretty uh, you're a pretty special uh, you know, example of how you uh, you got to know and and, and valued this industry. So uh, you know, really really interesting conversation um, yeah and I like and I like to the audience to understand that it's very important um, to understand you can invest with your retirement funds but it's all up to you how well you do it I mean you know research uh, make sure you, you you do your diligence and in investment because you know we the the IR, the government allows you to do this, but it's up to you on, on making sure that you invest it correctly. Um, I'm very happy and more people need to be educated on the subject. Many don't know that they can take their retirement funds to invest in real estate. Of course, there are rules to using the funds and they can search that or you can speak about those rules if you like. But um, all in all, it's, 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 a, it's a really, really, really great tool that, that the Congress, uh, the government has allowed us to use. I mean, let's put it this way. I didn't have the funds. Um, if I didn't have this retirement that I saved, uh, this 457 from my previous employment, I wouldn't be a landlord today. Right. So, and I, and if I didn't know, I still probably wouldn't have been a landlord, but of course, once I knew I took the advantage and did it. So it's very important that, that, that people are informed yeah. of this, of this great, um, yeah, I mean, and, and in, I know in your cases, I know we've talked about your properties, like you're going to turn, you're going to make a nice bundle of cash down the road when you sell these properties, plus you yes. got flow flowing and, and obviously there's no guarantee, right? If you bought two underperforming properties in, the, in a wrong area, clearly it would be a bad investment, just like if you bought uh, Enron or Lehman Brothers stock. Um, things aren't guaranteed, but you're right, exactly. you have a hard asset, you can touch it. It's worth something, especially in a pandemic when people still need to live somewhere. Um, I, I think it's valuable. So yeah, I wanna thank you, Isaac, for jumping on this podcast. Uh, I, I, I know um, you got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I appreciate it because I think you offer very interesting insight into dealing with tenants and a retirement account, COVID, um, living in Miami where we're, we're seeing a spike right now. So we'll see. Do you expect your tenant 
I have, what, the last question I'm going to ask you is, have you seen things stabilize or do you expect more friction with tenants down the road? Um, I, I, I see it a little more friction with one property, not so much with the others. One for, just one property. Where you're still going to work It's the one that I'm speaking about um, because of, of their employment. They're in the, they're, they're in the, um, in the restaurant business. So I, that's, that's my concern. Oh. You know, the hospitality business, I would say. So that's my concern. And the hospitality right now is very iffy. Yeah. And uh, maybe yeah. on the second wave can close down all the, all the uh, restaurants. So it's going to depend on that. And again, like I said, you know, I, I, there's not much I can do about them except to communicate with them and, 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 and work out whatever we can. But because I, I invested correctly, and, 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 and I'm still getting uh, residual income coming in that can help this particular property, I'm good. So that's why I say it's very important that people, you know, invest correctly. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard two things. I've heard people taking security deposits and using that and applying that to rent. So I've talked to, I've spoke to a few other clients over the last well, month. Well, that's, that's not recommended no. Um, at all. No, it's not but recommended I've heard, at all. I've heard people do that, and then I've heard others basically make the tenant extend their lease um, and then just basically take the, the money that they owe and extend and just prorate it over the lease for at least a year. Yes, that's, that's better. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's a, um, an option. So... Okay, well, Isaac, I appreciate it very much. Um, thank you so much for the time. Um, you're awesome. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, subscribe, uh, like it, send in a comment. I uh, really appreciate the support. Uh, trying to bring everyone some an alternative take on uh, retirement, investment, and taxes. So thanks for following. Thanks for your support with Adam Talks, and uh, talk to you uh, soon.